Hello, party people. Welcome to the Hangover Podcast, episode three. I'm here with uh, Logan and Rudy. What's up? Howdy. Killed it last night. <laughs> These yeah. guys uh, taught with me. So, yeah, the purpose of the Hangover is uh, whenever we study for sermons and whenever we do the deep work of getting ready to hold God's word and teach, uh, there's a lot that we come across that we don't get to say or whenever we said it, the room responded. And so this is a place to just throw out the experience and invite other people into um, maybe what we saw from the front or what we experienced in the process. Yeah, I guess um, I can start talking about what I just told you um, just a minute ago about they the process. <laughs> what? They exactly. didn't hear it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk about it again here um, now that you got the recording going. Um, but no, I, it was really interesting to, to go through the process of preparing the sermon um, and, and looking at the text um, from like a perspective that I would look at, at, at like my school texts and studying that. Um, because, you know, I normally just read and I'm reading through, through passages and, and just kind of reading what's on the page. But this time I, I took like a more like in-depth look at it, trying to understand what's the context of the situation, what's going on. I was looking up articles online to try and find cross-references and... Um, pair it in with, uh, with other passages in scripture, like give more background to it. And so like that whole process was new to me yeah. um, in, in my study of the word. And, and that was really cool to, to like experience and go through. And I'm sure, you know, you had a, a similar experience, Logan, with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That was, that was really, uh, I guess, a renewing way to, to look at the text and a, a different way to look at it with just more, more passion and more, um, hmm. Desire is like a, as a student of the text. I guess I really felt like a student yeah. of the text for the yeah. first time, which was cool. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if for those of you who didn't hear, Rudy and I got to go to Israel this summer, mm-hmm. um, and I think the coolest. I mean, you always hear like you go to Israel and it like brings just the text to life. But you know, as we're reading through um, Acts two, and as, as we're thinking about everything that's going, on, I'm just picturing like a bustling jerusalem as we're talking about the the temple like i'm picturing this outer wall and i'm picturing the southern steps and like this massive migration and um i'm even like even just emotionally connecting with how when we got to walk up the southern steps and as we're trying to be in the mindset of what they told us is like with every step like you're getting closer and closer to purity so the thought was just like you would cleanse yourself you'd be repenting you'd be like coming to God and so like thinking about how how we felt like walking up those steps and yeah like you said like being a student of it and reading it and so now like we're studying it deeper but we're also emotionally and like through physical experience connecting with it I thought that was mm-hmm. yeah so different well Logan you referenced um the steps and mm-hmm. so just even about you did it last night you did it here uh Take us through what it what it's like to climb the steps to of what's left. Yeah, I mean, as we so as we climb, and I'm still trying to grasp the significance. Maybe Rudy, you picked it up. Of it goes two short steps, one long step. I don't know. It, it was like a, a ritual, like cleansing process. So it, it was like two long steps followed by one short step the whole way up and if you zoom in you might be able to see it but it's probably the 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 steps are super beat up so you might not pick up on it but there was some like like cleansing process i believe that they they thought that was to where like 
if you this is how you walk up the steps yeah. after uh, you've like I don't know sacrificed an animal. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So, but yeah, idea being that it came down to yes, like cleansing almost mm-hmm. this idea and so like as we're walking up and, and now some of it's not just steps like you're going through like tunnels and <laughs> caves a little bit a little yeah. gross and like past like sewage so a little, <laughs> little gross now so it's not as as meaningful but as i was going up um, and you know this whole trip uh, in israel i mean we're just wrestling with identity mm. and and like what like who are we what is our faith like how are we rooted in love? We get it now. Like our identity is in the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But like, what does that mean? And like, how do we peel back these layers of ourselves? And so for me, as I'm going up these steps, just every step I, I'm like, I tried to slow down at some points and just like peel back like layer after layer. But like, mm-hmm. this isn't me. This is an identity or this isn't truth. Or I'm going to like, I'm going to bring this. I'm going to confess this. I'm going to bring this forward. And, and so kind of with each step, having that mindset, you know, it's not like I was literally approaching like the temple anymore, but remembering the significance of what everyone else would have been doing and getting to partake in that and uh, remind myself of, of identity. And then as we kind of like walk up and you see it open up into this, even though the temple's not there, like it's just this grand wall and an even grander staircase. And like, if you just close your eyes, picturing like floods of thousands of people like doing that with you and coming together in this like beautiful moment of like worship and just craving mm. like the presence of God I think so coming from that place where I'm walking mm. through things and I'm like giving things up and then you get to the top and it's like boom you just marvel at like the massiveness of what is in front of you uh, and like at that time like just revel like okay forget everything else that I just went through and all these this cleansing process now I'm just near the presence of God and that's mm. beautiful and so yeah, that was that's that was cool. really special for sure. Yeah. Is there a sense of awe as you hear Logan say it, as you reflect, Rudy, on the process? Like what 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 emotions uh, what emotions are uncovered? I mean, uh, the thought. It's interesting you bring up the emotions because that's been a. I've talked a lot about this with my brothers, but that's been a big struggle of mine with within my faith is like basing my relationship off of the emotions that I feel. Um, and like, that's a very dangerous place to be in your faith because your emotions are so volatile. Um, but like, it's, it definitely like hearing about it just invokes these good memories that I have of being there at these places. And the, the way that, that one of our, our fraternity brothers from, from Clemson put it, um, was that like, give him a shout out. This is Bruce. Yeah. Bruce from Clemson. What's up, Bruce? Bruce. Uh, no, but he, he put this so well. Was that like, if my Bible was, was a coloring book, like I finally put color to the stories I'm reading about. And it's like, it didn't change the picture. Like I could still see the picture, but now it's just so much more clear. Mm. Um, and that's just such like a, it's, it's such a lightning feeling. It's so like, uh, I don't know, exciting. It's, it's, it's fun. Um, and it doesn't, I, I mean, it's definitely changed some things being there, but I don't think it was necessarily you know, being in the city of Jerusalem that changed my faith. It was the people that I was there with mm. and the, the stories that I shared that, that uh, other people shared that were really, you know, uh, life-changing, life-changing, direct trajectory changing, whatever yeah. people have been saying. Um, but like going to the land is powerful and um, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but it doesn't change the fact that like 
It, it, it doesn't change the story of the Bible. Like what we read in front of us is what we read. And whether I read it here in Bloomington, Indiana, or whether I read it on the, the southern steps in Jerusalem doesn't change the fact of what happened um, and the truth behind the words. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me the difference or, or maybe show me the tension, articulate the tension of what's like to research a sermon and then stand in a room where the eyes are on you to now give a narrative and invite people into meeting God alongside you. But the role is now to lead. Mm-hmm. And so there's a huge, there's a huge difference yeah. uh, in the quiet and then in the kind of on stage, mm-hmm. if you will. Well, I think that uh, we had some good conversations about that, actually, because I know um, that was something I kind of caught myself in while I was preparing. And, and then when I was praying before we went up, was that like I was realizing that I cared so much about what I thought people were going to think of me when I was standing in front of them. Like, oh, you know, Rudy's going to be such a good speaker. Rudy, Rudy's, he like, he brought the word tonight, whatever it is. Like, I, I, for whatever reason, I was putting myself in uh, at the center of it. And like Logan calls it his hero complex mm-hmm. of wanting to be the hero of the story. Um, and like, I caught myself in it. And like, that's a, a real humbling place to catch yourself and just praying that like God takes that for me. And that like, like you said, I'm not there to lead. I'm there to take part in. And so um, when I'm up there and, and we're, we were talking to them, it's like, I'm not, just because I'm standing up in front doesn't make me any more a part of this conversation that we're having. And so it's a conversation with the church and that we're all talking um, together. And just because some of us might be standing up front doesn't, doesn't like uh, uh, bring any more glory to us. Um, one of the things I think that we actually read, I, th- I feel like, I feel like it was in uh, yeah. forgotten God um, was that like when people leave, um, I don't like, they shouldn't be, thinking like, oh, you know, Rudy or Logan spoke so well tonight. That sermon was so good. They should be leaving saying, you know, like, wow, glory be to God. Like, God was so good tonight. Um, and, and it should have nothing to do with the people that, that gave it. Um, and so that's like, that's a, a humbling experience to realize, like, I'm not very important. But it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to realize because uh, otherwise we're, just, we're bringing glory to ourselves and we make ourselves the hero of the story. Yeah, if I could interject on that one. Yeah. I'm not very important, but I have incredible and infinite value. Yeah. And so yeah. That's, there's a beauty. Mm-hmm. I think that's a truly humble statement to say, I'm not hyper important in this moment, or, mm-hmm. but my value yeah. is intrinsic to me as a child of God, as yeah. a son. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm trying to invite the room to experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, I mean that's no, that's something that we've been talking about a lot. Is like our importance is that we are a child of God who is holy and unconditionally loved, and mm-hmm. like that that is it. Like if we think it goes beyond that, like that's when we believe lies and we get into false identities. But when we can be in that truth, uh, but I want to go Rudy, what you said. I was trying to find the exact quote in the book by Francis Chan, Forgotten God. Uh, but basically, his note was like, I don't want to live my life and I don't want to speak and I don't want to be in situations where I can walk away and people can like explain what happened without the mercy of God. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want anyone to look at my life and be like, he was able to do that because he had good circumstances. He's a good speaker and like he was a cool guy. And it's like, that's how that happened. Like if, if we do that, like I feel like I'm failing and I love that. I don't remember where he said it, but I love that 
And they're like, that's the take because, yeah, like I don't want to leave any situation with them. And I said, yeah, you just, he's in the business school, so he's good at giving presentations. Like, that's why that was a good night. Like, I want it to be, no, like, like we talked, like, we were cut to the heart by the Holy Spirit. And, like, that's what led us. And it reminded me of a passage in uh, Mark 13, Mark 13, 11. And whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. To say whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. And so for for the, this is Jesus talking to the disciples, and they're talking about how important it is that they're going to get to go share the gospel with all nations, and that before the people who persecute them, they're going to get to share the message. And that's like an important thing for them, that no matter who it is, they would get to share truth, but it's also you're on trial. And so Jesus is telling them, like, don't worry about what you're going to say. No, I'm telling you to preach the gospel to these people, but the Holy Spirit's going to do it through you. Yeah. Um, and so that was a mindset I was trying to get in last night. Um, a lot of us have been kind of saying, like, let us, uh, a prayer of ours has been, like, let us get out of the way, let us move out of the way, and just let the Spirit fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I mean, we got to pray beforehand with some of our brothers and just, like, let's clear Rudy and I out of the way and like the Holy Spirit will, will lead in that and, and will give us the words and um, what we need to have so that like people might walk away and just glorifying his name and remembering remembering like how they were cut to the heart not mm-hmm. how we said it yeah is there is there tension or do you guys personally as 21 year olds to 21 21. 20. 20 and a 21 year old sitting here with old gray beard um, <clears throat> it's one thing to have this to be spirit filled yeah. in the because this was a this was a uh, an intentionally prepped thing is there tension now walking <laughs> this afternoon you know when we leave the poorhouse basement is there tension to be to not be Holy Spirit filled as I go into my conference call, as I go into my discipleship mm-hmm. meeting with a younger freshman or sophomore, as I, yeah, go out tonight. Well, I, I mean, always, I would say, um, because there's there's a difference, I, I think, between being, would you say, Holy Spirit filled um, and the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, because... When we accept Christ and, and we're brought into this this family, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and nothing can take that from us. And so, like, mm-hmm. whether we decide to acknowledge it or not, like that that power rests within us. Um, and so, I think there are times when we're more aware of it, and there are times when we um, let it work more in our lives. Obviously, but uh, yeah. just because we we aren't, you know, uh, maybe some one day we're having an off day, and, and we really have just been. Um, forgetting about the spirit that doesn't make mean that it was it's not still dwelling in us that's something that no one can take from us yeah it's good clarity yeah um man i'll just say so i I mean i don't know where everyone's background comes from with the holy spirit but for me it just i knew very little about it before this summer before Mm -hmm. reading this book and going to to israel but uh one thing that i'm trying to change how i live my like life day to day is so often I get caught up in this mentality of perfection and that I gotta be in every situation coming across as like perfect, whether that's like the perfect student, the perfect Christian, the perfect friend, brother, son, whatever it is. It's just like that at the end of the day, 
I would think and before I went to bed I'd be like all right how good did I come across today and I mean it, it like I it was still like I was still a believer I wasn't like trying to earn rights by merit but I was still trying to define success I was still trying to define my days based on <laughs> based on like earthly standards and what I realized was that we're not called to perfection but we're called to <laughs> party in the other room now. We're just, we're just having a great time down yeah. here. we got some visitors that are just preaching the good word in there. It might be in tongues. We're not sure. Too much wine. Uh, too much wine. Um, no, but I, um, a shift of mind has been that uh, in, instead of like, the, like at the end of the day evaluating based on these earthly standards, um, I, I look back and I just ask myself... How well did I follow the Spirit today? Because here's the thing about the Spirit. Like, it's not going to call us. It's not going to lead us where, like, it won't go where it doesn't want us to go where we're not prepared for. And so at the end of the day, if I can look back and just say, yeah, like, you know what? I was listening to the Spirit today. I followed it. Sure. Did I did I not preach to 3,000 people? No. But I, he's not calling me to that because I'm not ready for that. But, like, did I show up in a moment for a brother who needed it? Did I, um, like, go double back to that person I saw was having a tough day and just give him a hug? Like, Yes. And so at the end of the day, instead of looking at all these other things and all these places where you might have fallen short according to the, the standards around us, just looking back and saying, you know what, the Spirit is leading me, and if I can just like submit to that more every day, and then like that can be my excellence, and like that's what I'm called to. Yeah. That was gold. <laughs> he said, he said, my measuring stick at the end of the day is, was I attentive to the Spirit? calling me guiding me leading me moment to moment yeah yeah I, it's these are a lot of a lot of thoughts come from forgotten god huge plug on forgotten god um, forgotten god and francis chan yeah um but one of the things it talks about is like as christians we sit there so often and we like talk i mean as everybody does but we talk so much about the future and then specifically as christians we're like all right, so what has God got for me in two years? Or what's my career going to be? Or what ministry is he going to have me in? And we think like this, what is the big plan here? And Francis talks about it, he's like, there are very, very, very limited times that God ever gave anybody the plan beforehand or gave them the full picture beforehand that they could see everything. He just calls them to something. Um, and so like Francis's challenge is like, what if we stop like looking to the future and stop like focusing all of our effort on that and just said you know what in this moment in this present i'm gonna follow the spirit and like it's a lot easier to think about following god two years down the road in our career and in whatever ministry we're in it's a lot easier to worry about the future than worry about the present but if we can keep submitting to the spirit's leading the present then that's we'll, we'll get to where we need to be he's going to lead us to where we need to be and he will grow us faithfully um, as he's promised. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> <laughs> Francis. Oh, yeah. yeah, give it up. All right. So, uh, yeah. We're bumping on a 19 here. We got some background noise. So, maybe we call this one good. Yeah. Kind of good, yeah. So you, want, so, you want the so final so word? You want to send us off? Um. <laughs> you, have a, you have a captured audience of like 16 people right now. <laughs> people listening it's not quite 3,000 but we're close yeah no I just think uh, after this week of being able to, to talk and, and work with you and, and Logan on preparing this this sermon I, I just have like such a deeper appreciation um, 
for, for when you go up and talk. And now that I understand like the background process and, yeah. and just seeing like how much you care and how excited you get about all these passages um, that you're talking through, like um, it's, it's awesome. Cause like, you know, we, we laugh sometimes about the, the jokes and the memes that we throw up there, but like you have such a heart for it. Um, that's so encouraging, like to, to see. Um, and I know that like, it's, it's tough because sometimes people, you know, make the joke, oh, you, you work once a week, you're a pastor, uh, but, you know, every yeah. single day you just have such a heart and passion for it and you, you spend so much time preparing um, and there's so much good stuff you got to cut out. Uh, but, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I just, yeah, it's been super encouraging to, to spend this week yeah. preparing with you on that. So, yeah. Word. Thank you for letting us do that. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, Brogan and, and uh, Chili Billy this yeah. week. Yeah. Acts 242 to uh, seven, then uh, hold on for Mariah Murphy coming on for the gate called Beautiful Uh-oh. and Jack Stanley after that. Heck so yes. that's we're not stopping. That's we're not stopping. Steamrolling ahead. <laughs> All right, Come on now. keep reading Acts with us. If you got questions, uh, yeah, text one of these boys. Yeah. All right, take care. Word. Adios. Adios. Muchachos.